You are Locked On Jags, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday to you, Jaguar fans. This is Tony Wiggins with Locked On Jaguars. Welcome to the episode today. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. It is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Jaguars had a minicamp. That's right. This week, a rookie minicamp. I got to correct that because there's a lot of confusion going around. It was a rookie minicamp that the Jaguars had this weekend. And uh, I guess all the big news that came out was about the fact that Travis Etienne took a lot of snaps, all of his snaps at wide receiver. So just like anything else that happens around here that Urban Meyer does or says, it's going to be it's going to be analyzed, you know, from the mountaintop. And, and it comes with the territory. No problem about it. Nobody's getting sensitive about it. But it's just it's it's hilarious, though, that when you respond to something, people often say that you're being sensitive or that you're being triggered. It's not that you're responding to, and I can't speak for everyone, but I'll speak for myself. You don't necessarily respond to the criticism. You just respond to the nature of the criticism. So we'll get into that today on, uh, in, in, the, in, the first, in the first hour a little bit. And then we'll talk about the difference between, uh, the obvious difference right now between talent and position. And what I mean by that is it's pretty clear to me now there are a lot of folks saying that if he wanted a wide receiver, why didn't he just draft one? I don't think he wanted a wide receiver. I think Urban Meyer wanted Travis Etienne or Kadarius Toney. I think he wanted talented players, and he had already formulated in his mind if certain talented players fell to him, how would he use them? We'll talk about that in segment two. And then in segment three, I'm going to give you the good news. I saw number 16 out there on that field. I wasn't there at practice because I had other obligations, but I did see video. just looks different, man. It just looks different when you have a thoroughbred out there at quarterback. So we're going to discuss that, and we're also going to discuss the overall philosophy and why nothing that Urban Meyer seems to be doing to me is different and new. It just – he leads with different things, and he takes a different approach. So back to ETN and back to – the criticisms and the things that people say. I want to be real clear. It's not about being sensitive. It's not about saying that Urban can't be challenged or um, anything like that. I just think that there are certain narratives that take on a life of their own. Like, if we think that Urban Meyer uh, shouldn't have taken that position in the first round, then that's fine. But to think that I heard somebody say something. They said, well, he wants a Percy Harvin. He wanted a Percy Harvin type player and he went and got it. Do we know that? Is, is that so if that's the narrative and if that's where we operate from, we're assuming certain things. We, we might be even debating or arguing or having a discussion about something that's not even real. Because I, I, I never heard him say that. And I, I think sometimes we make assumptions. And then we argue, uh, we make arguments based on those assumptions. 
from everything that I was able to hear, and this is and, and this is what I put together from from listening in the press conferences. He's, he did everything he said he was going to do. He wanted more explosiveness on offense, right? You don't know who's going to fall to you in the draft. You you think you do, but you don't. And anybody that thinks that they knew that they were getting ETN is wrong because you didn't know he was getting I didn't know it. I joked around about it and I put my picture up but I because I had put out a number of scenarios of things that could possibly happen in a draft. I mean, none of us really knew, right? So I don't think that they necessarily knew. But I do think that they had examined the players and they wanted to add talent and – they knew how they would use certain guys if the guys came to them. They they had a plan, right? So this is what they did. This is what they decided to do. So um, whether or not it's going to work or not, or whether or not – I saw a tweet, man, it blew my mind. A guy said that this is exactly why what they feared about Urban Meyer, that he's probably going to ruin a guy's career by doing this. And then in the next tweet he said, but it might be good for Travis Etienne because this could actually – uh, enhance him and make him a superstar. It's like, okay, yeah, one minute is going to ruin him. It's, it could possibly ruin him, but it could possibly also make him great. Sure, right. Yeah, I could possibly be poor all my life, or I could possibly be a billionaire too. I mean, you can, if you want to just say something just to be saying it, go ahead. But it's just weird how uh, we can come up with these – we can come up with these these conversations and have these conversations about – other people's business but you're called sensitive or you're called triggered when you respond to something and you're not really responding and defending the person what you're responding to and 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 going at is the assumption that people are making about what the person is doing in the first place and folks think that they're not wrong for doing that because they automatically assume something I think in the courtroom, they, I got to ask one of my lawyer friends, they, they call it assuming facts that are not in evidence. And they actually think that you're arguing on the behalf of the other person, but really you're arguing a dumb thing that just came out of their mouth because they're just assuming that certain things happen for a, a certain reason. Like, for instance, if they hadn't taken ETN and they took the running back from North Carolina, or maybe they didn't want Elijah Moore. And maybe Elijah Moore wasn't the next most talented player on their board. You know, Urban said, you know, he kind of, if you listen to him, he said, yeah, you're wondering if you, the next guy on the board is the running back or the corner. They might have taken Tyson Campbell with that pick, right? It, 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 Tyson Campbell could have very well been the guy that they chose with with that pick. It doesn't mean that they would have moved to a running back and then if they'd have taken a running back, it doesn't mean that they had a, the same plan for him that they have for ETN. I like the fact that they want a player. I always wonder and when we talk about Trevor in in segment 3, do y'all ever wonder why the only position that we never ever ever other than great players. Great players always get this treatment because they're great, but we don't have uh the the option to know that they're great before they're great, right? But we never, ever, ever just treat quarterbacks as uh, a quarterback. Just, well, we, we can find a guy. Quarterbacks aren't ever treated that way. No, Trevor is Trevor. Mahomes is Mahomes. They, but they always do it with running backs. They always do it with wide receivers. They do it with, the, or they do it with cornerbacks. They do it with every other position. 
They you can find a guy to they you can find a guy people to death with every other position except the quarterback because they will admit that quarterbacks aren't the same and they aren't monolithic and they and all of them have unique different abilities and because that guy's so uh, important people don't you can find a guy the quarterback position they just don't do it because you know why you can't and I think it's refreshing in the NFL. When you get a coach that individualizes a player and, and, and no, I don't want a running back. I want Travis Etienne. That's who I want. No, I don't want a wide receiver or whoever falls to me. I want that guy right there on my football team. And I have a plan for him. If he falls to me, him, I want him. That's who I want. Not well, the next dude on my board. No, I want that dude right there. That's it. And when you look at it from that simple perspective, I think all of those narratives, and I'm going to use that word, and all of these arguments and the way that you view things goes out of the window. And that's why it's not an open oversimplification for me, but that's why it is kind of oversimplified. That's why I look at it that way. And that's why some of these arguments and some of these debates about this, and it just it's silly to me because I don't think that they look at it that way. At least Urban does. I don't think he says, well, I, I think he looked and said him, not position, him, period. And maybe you can't do that. And maybe that's too new for some people, but it is what it is. I want to discuss a little bit more in the second segment about some of the things that Urban is doing that I don't think are, are very new. I just think he's leading with certain things i think he's leading with certain things i'm gonna i'm gonna uh tell you exactly what i mean by that and i'll do it here in the second segment on a monday here on locked on jaguars i'm gonna tell you fellas about nugenics that's right what is it about nugenics that i'm gonna tell you about well if you know you know right nugenics you can find it at gnc of course and especially for a guy like me, man, I'm I'm 50. I'll be 52 in a couple of months. Right. And I'm trying to get it together. I'm trying to work out, trying to get the mojo and keep the energy level up. And Nugenics is actually the number one selling testosterone booster at GMC. And they're giving a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. So to get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics total dash T draft, uh, you need to text two, three, one, two, three, one. It's a unique Man boosting formula and it's powered by testophen, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. And I need some lean muscle mass, let me tell you. Plus, text now and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back in shape. Absolutely free. Text draft to 231231. That's draft to 231231. Message and data rates may apply. If you're over 40, don't let age get in the way. Get your edge back with Nugenics. There's a reason Nugenics has been the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC for years. And that's because it works, fellas. It absolutely works. Tell you what else works, man. Bet online. That's right. BetOnline.ag. It absolutely works because it is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track 
all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball. The NBA is on fire right now because the playoffs are getting started. And before tip-off happens and the jump balls go down, you can get on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get in into the games as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online is your online sportsbook experts. The promo code to access that 50% welcome bonus is locked on. One word, locked on. That's where I go, man. That's where you need to go. Put your mind and your money together at betonline.ag and get paid like I do. All right, man, we're rolling along here on a Monday here on Locked On Jaguars. I'm telling you, man, it's, it's, it's all about you, you have to know that you're going to be criticized if you're Urban Meyer. Every little thing you do. It was a song that I used to sing, every little thing you do. Every little thing they do, man, is going to get criticized. And it comes with the territory because it's new, right? Using uh, players out of position, Fred Taylor, I heard Fred Taylor at, at the J Fund. He was interviewed. Me O'Brien, actually, um, my Tegna mate, actually uh, interviewed Fred, and Fred said some interesting stuff. One of the things he says is being a running back is instinctive. He, he was talking about uh, Travis Etienne, that if he's going to be a dual-threat player, he doesn't mind that he's doing all the things at wide receiver because mostly with pass protection, that's the biggest thing he's going to learn. And I'm paraphrasing Fred. He says learning how to run in the NFL is 90% instinctive. You already know that stuff. You've been doing that your whole life. You've done it millions of times. Going out and learning uh, the route tree is is probably the thing that he probably needs to do more now than anything else anyway if he's going to be a dual-trained player. So Fred says he has no problem with it. I agree. I always try to digress because I didn't play the game. But I've heard, you, know, you guys know my podcast I did Friday, I always talk about what I've heard other guys say, uh, that, that playing running back, I'm, I'm not saying that anything in the NFL is easy, but relative to, uh, to the other positions, that running back is the one where you can make the quickest adjustment in the NFL because it's what you've pretty much been doing your entire life. The things you have to learn really is, are the pass protections and where the blitzes are coming from, but to actual run the football, you know. That's why a guy like James Robinson from a smaller division school with basically a, 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 a half a training camp last year with social distancing and no preseason can set the league on fire and finish top five in the NFL in Russia because, you know, the adjustment for a guy coming in from college at that position relative to the other positions is not that difficult. You know, when you're talking about the rest of those positions. Hard for me because I've never done it, but I'm talking about relative, and I'm being very clear here, relative to what the other guys are doing. Urban Meyer has some different ideas and some, I guess, some fresh ideas and doing things, and whether they're going to work or not is yet to be seen. But I tell you what, I, the thing that I've noticed is it's not as new as people make it out to be. And Tex Schramm and Gil Brandt and, and that whole Dallas Cowboy crew and everyone always talks about analytics and all of this stuff. 
they had a philosophy, him, those two guys, and Tom Landry. Their philosophy is get the biggest, fastest, strongest guys you can get, and you get as many of them as you can, and guess what? At the end of the day, you'll be fine, and you'll be better than everybody else. And the Dallas Cowboys in the late 60s and the 70s, and even in a, in a, in, at some point in the 80s, were one of the most successful teams in the National Football League. Why? Well, because of that philosophy. It's not rocket science, right? So what is Urban Meyer really doing that's different? I think the way he's communicating what he wants to do is what's different. I think he's leading with uh, certain a certain style of communicating. Because I don't think getting guys with certain athletic profiles is nothing is anything new. He's going for lengthy, fast guys who are very, very athletic, who and and it, 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 to me, that leads uh, with more than just college production. They tend to, like the Tyson Campbell pick is the perfect pick uh, to describe what he's doing. They're, they're going with athletic traits as, more, as much as production. Because I think what they believe is if you give him the athlete, I think they believe if you give him the athlete, he'll get more out of him. Just give me the talent and give me the athlete. We'll figure out. And we'll coach him up and we'll get we'll get out of him what we need. We're not paying attention to what happened in college so much. So he's leading with that. He's leading with give me the athlete and, and we'll get him coached up and we'll put him in position. Now, what that is is actually putting the onus back on the player and putting the emphasis back on the player and not themselves. Chip Kelly, when he came into the NFL, was about tempo. Spurrier was about the fun and gun. I think those guys, and, and this is not to, to take a slap at anybody, but they wanted to prove that their system and their style of offense and the way that they did things would work, that they could dial up stuff that could work and could outsmart the other guy in the NFL. It didn't. It didn't. I think what Urban Meyer's doing, actually, even though he's getting a lot of attention, when he tries to go after the athlete that is fast, that is tall, that has athletic traits, with a focus on strength and conditioning and performance, I think it puts it back on the athlete that we're going to get guys, a team full of guys, that are longer, stronger, bigger, faster than yours, and put them in a position. Now, then we're going to take over from the coaching aspect and just put them in position and let them do things. Thus, getting a guy like Travis Etienne and putting him in space and thinking that you're going to have to pray for your guy who's going to try to match up with him one-on-one. That Etienne is nine times out of ten going to break a tackle and force your guy to tackle him out in space. It's almost like saying the only guys that can stop my guys are the other guys that I have, but guess what? They're on the same team. Our guys that I have on defense to stop Trevor Lawrence and, and Etienne, they're wearing the same color jerseys. You got to be able to draft the kind of guys that I get. Guess what that is? That's a college mentality. That's a college mentality. That, that's what they're doing. They're trying to beat you with personnel the way Alabama does. But on top of it, they want to out-coach you, out-work you, out-perform you. But I think the focus is on the athletic traits, and it's a player's league, man, and they got a quarterback. They got a quarterback. And, and it starts with the quarterback. You get a guy a quarterback, you win at the line of scrimmage, 
you get a bunch of you, you you get a bunch of guys with certain athletic traits. You pay attention to details, right? Every little detail. You try to win every every aspect of everything. If your guys are stronger, better conditioned, and and you're detail oriented, and the whole team is on the same page, if you just show up, man, you'll win half your games. And by being detailed, what that does is that allows you to win the third and ones. Those five or six situations that come up in every single game that makes your team better. I'm not saying they're going to get it all accomplished early. I'm not even saying they're going to be successful overall. I'm just explaining to you what I think they're trying to do. And it's really simple and it's nothing new. They're just leading and they're having different conversations publicly about it that we haven't really heard. Because all of these other guys, these little fighter pilot coaches that you hear that all of these other teams are hiring, it's all about this system. It's all about how genius they are. So Urban Meyer is an old school football coach. And I think what he's doing is old school, but it's just packaged in a new thing and, 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 and a new way of speaking about football. But it's really, when you think about it, it, ain't nothing new. Everything he's doing is, he's doing what Jimmy Johnson did. Doing what Pete Carroll did. He's doing what Jim Harbaugh tried to do in, in, in San Francisco. He's doing what Chuck Noll did. Yeah. We get bigger, faster, stronger guys. We're going to put them in a strength and conditioning program. We're going to try to beat you. And we're going to be detail-oriented and disciplined. That's it. Nothing new. We're going to put guys in space, and your guy can't tackle my guy. Same thing they did at Florida. Same thing he did at Ohio State. Same thing Nick Saban's doing at Alabama. Ain't nothing new under the sun. Just sounds different because it's refreshing because you don't hear a guy talking about a certain philosophy. And it, it's, it's really simplistic. It's really simplistic. I want to talk about the, the thing that makes this all go, though, man, and that's the quarterback. And uh, it looked really good seeing Trevor Lawrence out on the football field. I'm going to talk about how that simplicity actually helps the quarterback and it's going to help this quarterback in this situation. And then, of course, we had the people who said, that, you know, people are entitled to their opinions. I'm not upset about it. But people were asked uh, the quarterbacks that – might be set up to or the people the rookies that might be set up to be successful and trevor wasn't mentioned and i'll discuss that in just a second here on locked on jaguars on a monday i gotta tell you about built bar man is the best tasting protein bar on the market and matter of fact it's the best tasting protein bar ever i said it ever e-v-e-r ever i'm telling you right now i love them to death man i chewed up all mine that they sent me i gotta order me some more uh my wife used to get on me she called me you built bar eating whatever whatever because she caught me eating them at midnight and she see the wrappers on the nightstand uh but you got to know that they have nine now it's been condensed to the best they made the cut nine delicious flavors coconut coconut almond cherry raspberry mint brownie peanut butter brownie oof, double chocolate and my personal favorite salted caramel so there's something for everyone now I told you what my favorite one, the salted caramel. is. You get that salty bite, but with that chewy caramel, and it's covered with 100% chocolate. Only 17 grams of protein. Uh, that's, that's a bunch. That's a bunch of protein that's packed in there for you. Uh, but only 130 calories is what I meant. Only 4 grams of sugar. Now, a couple of the bars do have 18 grams of protein, but just 180 calories with uh, just five grams of sugar. So you get your power and you get your protein 
without the calories and without all of that sugar that you get. And of course, only uh, four and five carbs, depending on what bar you get also, so it doesn't hurt your diet. Offer today is this. You go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCK15, and you're going to get 15% off your first order. If you're on Twitter, it's at bar underscore built. Follow them, man, and enjoy all the good content they put out as well, and you can even hit the website from there. So it's LOCK15, 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, man, we're bringing this thing right back in for you. I got to tell you about my man, uh, Peacock and Williamson, man. Dope, dope podcast. Uh, Breaking it down for you every single day, Monday through Friday, giving you all the good stuff from around the league, man. Uh, Peacock is the truth, and and then Matt Williamson is a former NFL scout. So you're going to get the information that you need, and you're going to get it in a way that you can't get it anywhere else. So, Subscribe to Peacock and Sue Williams on, on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. They're part of the Locked On Podcast family. All right, so Trevor Lawrence was on the field in that number 16. Just, you, you know, when you see Secretariat, man, you recognize it, right? Just He just looks different, and it looks different. He runs different. He moves around different. It, the talent level, when, when you've been around and, and you've seen other quarterbacks on the field, you know – they say he hasn't played one game yet, right? I think it was Cat Williams that joked about one car looking like a Bentley. I ain't going to mention the car because I ain't trying to ruffle no feathers. But he says everybody says this certain car looks like a Bentley. He says it's true until you really see a Bentley next to it and then that car doesn't look like a Bentley. Well, all these quarterbacks kind of on the field when they're in their red jerseys, they throw the ball around. They kind of all look the same, right? until you see a real-life quarterback that looks a certain way and you're like, oh, my God. Now I understand why people talk about certain prospects a certain way. Now I get what it means when you see a big-time player up front. And, you know, I used to – when the Jaguars didn't have a very good team and they would have these joint practices, I used to say that about Mike Williams. I mean, uh, Mike Evans. Not Mike Williams. Mike Evans, the wide receiver for the Bucs. This is when the Jaguars – didn't have very good players. And I know y'all don't want to hear this, but I used to say it about 20, Ramsey. There was just a difference when you saw guys in practice. When you saw Calais Campbell, when, there were just certain guys when you saw them, you go, oh, yeah, that's different. And you see them up close and you notice it, yep, yep. You get it. I mean, you get it right away. You understand. Back in the day when I saw Jimmy and Fred and and, and those guys, I was like, yep, that's, that's not normal. And I got that feeling – even though it was on video, I saw some some video of Trevor, and I, I know I'll be out there this week, and I'm, and I'm thinking it's the same thing. It's that same feeling that you get when you know you got some somebody that's physically different than everyone else, that he has just this it factor, and I'm just I'm just looking forward to what's going to happen when they get everybody together and you start really seeing him throw the ball and put the ball. Um, put the ball in the hands of these receivers and and throw it and make these throws, man, because we've seen some stuff at practice in the past that just blew our mind. And I'm not talking about in a good way. I'm talking about in a what the hell was that way, right? We've seen it. And this weekend, you know, they were they were tweeting out to folks who are some of the rookies that's going to be successful and and folks were basing it on what they what they had around them, right? So here's the thing. They didn't include Trevor Lawrence, and I think without 
and people are entitled to their opinion, so I'm not going to knock it. But I will take the other side of this. Gardner Minshew had pretty good stats for a one and fifteen team. So did James Robinson. So I don't know how you and and then you even look at Lavisca Chenault's statistics. So I don't know how you can improve the roster, improve the coaching staff, improve the talent level with Trevor Lawrence himself, and then think somehow that Trevor Lawrence doesn't have the things around him that are going to allow him to have a good rookie year, but Joe Burrow did last year before he got hurt. That's why I think sometimes when these guys don't think these things through, I actually think they're being haters because Joe Burrow was lighting the league up last year with a roster that is terrible, okay? Now, if you look at what Gardner Minshew and James Robinson did last year on a 1-15 horrible club, poorly coached club, and to think that the Jaguars have actually improved their roster on offense this year, and they've improved their coaching staff, and they've improved everything, and that Trevor is actually way more talented than Gardner, to think that he won't be able to do something, that he won't have some success. So I won't make the mistake of calling everyone a hater just because I disagree with what they say because I think that's something that I discussed that everyone was doing to me and, and people like me last week. But I will say I don't think they quite thought that out when they gave their logic and their reason for saying that they don't know if he'll be successful. And I'll leave it at that on a Monday. I got to remind you guys to check out Locked On Today with my man Peter Bukowski. I told Peter I was going to keep mentioning that it's like a shot of espresso because he told me, it's funny you say that because I drink espresso every day, but that's what Locked On Today, the Locked On Today's podcast is about. It is 20 uh, minutes early in the morning of all the great shows and all the great stories uh, around the world of sports with the use of local experts. Um, to, to give it to you every single morning. So subscribe uh, to the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app. And check all of our podcasts out on the Odyssey app, particularly if you're having problems finding our podcasts on, on certain uh, outlets. Uh, those are not the uh, problem or, or the we, we are not the cause of that. Those uh, certain outlets are, are having their own issues with maintenance. Uh, but uh, the Odyssey app, you can find our podcast there daily. And uh, I would recommend that for, for all of you. So the Locked On Podcast Network thanks you. And I thank you here on Locked On Jaguars. And I'll see you guys tomorrow here on Locked On Jaguars.